Hello, beautiful soul sisters. Welcome to 2024. Ah, I have been excited for this shift. 2023 was actually a really hard year for me, for my family. I'm feeling really hopeful and excited about this next year. So I'm here today to do a little, uh, I don't know, multi-dimensional uh, solo podcast. I'm going to start off with uh, a card pull for this next year, some sacred spirit messages for you all. I am going to be practicing my inspired speaking, inspired by Danielle Serenk. Tend to, yeah, just ask spirit about the themes for this next year for myself, for you soul sisters listening. I don't imagine that all, you know, th these messages are for all the humans in the world. I do um, place my intention that these messages are for you women who come and feel called to listen to this episode. And uh, what do I want? So, okay, so I am home alone with two kids. My husband is off working um, out of the state for right now. So I, you know, sat down. I've had all these ideas. I feel so inspired. I want to, like, share things with you all. And yet at the same time, I can't. I only have so much. My time is limited. So I can only do so much in the nights when they are sleeping. They're old enough. My son just turned seven. My daughter is three. Uh, so I have some little notes here. There, I have this internal battle of like wanting to be more organized, wanting to be more eloquent in the way that I speak and remember all the things I wanted to share. But I could spend, you know, a few hours just sort of making myself notes for this podcast. Or I can just write a few notes and wing it and trust that what is will be okay. And also knowing that I am not perfect and everything in life doesn't have to be perfect. So I'm going to talk. I'm first going to do these um, spirit messages for 2024 from my heart. And then I'll do a little life update. I want to share a little bit about the women that have inspired me in my life, especially in these last, um, you know, three to five years and about the, you know, woman and creative that I am becoming and what I would like to share with you in the future, not knowing exactly when I'm going to be able to offer all the things I want to offer to you, but just know that they're coming. I'm going to talk a little bit about Mother Circle um, near the end. So if you've heard about Mother Circle, heard me speak about it in a previous episode, I'm going to talk a little bit more about that because Mother Circle starts a week from today. I am going to be facilitating my first round of Mother Circle um, virtually over Zoom. Would love to have you join. I'll talk more about that and have details later. So yes. Ah, 2024. I just, I feel like this is going to be uh, a big year for a lot of us. So I have uh, like an affinity for odd numbers. So I was like 2023, the three, I was like, oh yes, like super excited for 2023. And then 2023 was just like, well, actually it started at the end of 2022. It was like mishap and just like things going wrong and not going as planned and just over and over We've just been kind of beaten down this last year, although I have had also within that some beautiful experiences, but overarching, it's been a really challenging year. So I am excited to be in 2024. Uh, I just had a birthday in November and one of my dear friends, Ashley, she gifted me an astrology reading from the Wild Sky Sisters. I don't know. I'll try and remember to link um, in the profile, but. I really enjoyed this as a gift. I love experiential gifts and it is helping me to be more yeah, confident and excited for this next year and what's to come. So today I have two decks that I'm going to be working with. One is this um, herbal astrology deck. 
if you're listening and not watching, of course, you can't see that I'm holding this up. If you want to see the cards, head over to YouTube. I'll have the link in the show notes to get there directly to this episode. And then I'm also going to be working with this um, Raising Free People practice deck from Akila S. Richards. So these are both decks that I love, and I've been holding these since the beginning of recording, so I feel called to start with this deck. So I'm just asking Spirit Universe to share with us some overarching themes. So I'm going to choose three cards out of each deck, because I like odd numbers. Of course, it would make maybe more sense to do like four cards, one for each season. Some people do like one for each month. I don't have the space for that so I'm going to do three and three but I'm just gonna I'm gonna trust that uh these messages are for me and for you so thank you for being here listening if you don't know me I spent much of my life a very quiet person afraid to speak up in conversation mostly listening to others it was a critique I got in work a lot, um, but now I've had this podcast for three years, and before that, did a lot of like throat chakra work. But then felt called like, hey, but like this podcast is like the next step. I, um, you know, had whispers from my spirit guides, my spirit team, to start this podcast, and here we are, a few years later. And um, so, just know that. Know that change is possible, that where you are now isn't where you're going to be forever. Change is actually the constant, like things are always changing, whether we're actively participating in the change or not, whether we're resisting the change or not, the change is always changing. Ah, okay. So... First card. Oh, okay. Lemon balm. Nurture says. So there's this woman holding this tray of lemon balm, and there are bumblebees and stars on this card. Let me see if I can get it the best that I can. So, what I feel from this card, I was just, ah, okay. So, this like yellow lemon. This, the word even balm makes me just ah, feel like we are going to be nurtured in some ways, in some ways that maybe we haven't been oh, I'm trying to figure out the best place to hold this. All right. I'm going to try this other side. Um, she has this big staff and there are stars and this bumblebee above her head there are three bumblebees that I see in this image uh lemon balm grows in the wild also one that you can cultivate something that you can consume as tea but in this context right now I feel like this is the message to a that we are going to be nurtured by universe this year that universe is is going to offer us a little, a little extra, a little extra nurturing reassurance, and also an invitation for us to nurture ourselves. And remember that even a cup of tea, a cup of lemon balm tea is one way that we can, if we choose to nurture ourselves, nurture our insides, nurture with the aroma I just can't help but like mm, I had lemon balm growing where I lived in Spokane in our yard and that's been one thing that's been really hard for me on the road to not have a garden that I can have these herbs that I would you know pick and consume daily I loved that my children would go out and pick them uh, and knew what the different herbs were so this nurture I feel like this is a Oh, remembering to nurture ourselves and also a like calling forth of the nurturing that will be occurring towards us from Mother Nature herself. Mm. 
What else do we need here? What else is for us? Ooh. Okay, so I guess these are our next two cards because they came out at the same time. So first, we have, oh, yes, okay, this has been a theme and was like in a theme in my astrology too. So it's Tulsi and wealth. And there's this woman, this goddess, and this peacock, and this fountain that runneth over. You see how this fountain is running over? And there's this abundance here. So if you had a hard financial year last year, I am hoping that this is that message that wealth, and of course, wealth can look a lot of different ways, but for me, pulling this card, I know that it means financial wealth, that wealth will be flowing towards us. Remember that we have to open our mouths. We have to be open to receiving the wealth to receive the wealth. If we close off from it, the wealth will not come. We also have to put ourselves out there to um, open to new experiences, to expansion, to what does that mean? What would that feel like to have more wealth? And this peacock here, like, just feels so radiant and abundant. And Tulsi is also a beautiful herb. I see it's like she has this, like, sprinkling power. Like, she's sprinkling into the fountain, the fountain of wealth, and it's just overflowing. So I feel this as a message that this next year we will have this abundance, whether for you it's financial abundance. Maybe you already are financially abundant. So perhaps this wealth will come in another avenue. Like perhaps you've been yearning for friends and you, you, you want an abundant friendship or friends life or having multiple more friends in your life. So I feel like this is the message that whatever wealth you have been yearning for that has not come into your life, that let this be a message that the wealth is coming. 2024 is the year for this wealth. Hmm. And then the other one that did pop out on its own is passion flower with the word surrender. So I feel like this is really, hmm, First, I'm going to start with the words passion flower. So I feel like this is a reminder to lean into where we're passionate. Lean towards the passion. Stop trying to do things that aren't really you, that you're not excited about, that you're not passionate about. Life is too short. Choose to invest your time to surrender your energy, your resources, um, your time into those things that bring you happiness, that light you up, that you are passionate with ease about. I feel like these owls here show this like depth of wisdom and from our ancestors. I'm listening to this beautiful book right now. Oh, I kind of wanted to put a quote in this from it. Um, Owl Mother from Clarissa Pancola Estes. It's such a beautiful spoken stories. I am several hours in. I have a few hours left. I know I'm going to be sad when it's done. She says some really amazing things, quotable, um, beautiful things in this book. Spoken stories, I guess it's not a book. Um, but again, look, there's this moon and she's holding a cup. And again, the cup of water is runneth over. Surrender. Welcome the abundance into your life. Welcome the passion. Participate in the passion. Uh, life, yeah, I just want to say again, life is too short. None of us are guaranteed that we will live to the next year. Last night, I was outside with my kids late at night. I let them stay up late. And a neighbor walked by and... You know, I said, see you next year. And he was like, maybe. And, you know, like, and then this morning, this other neighbor, I was like, happy Christmas. And they were like, uh, doesn't even matter. I'm like, yes, it does. I mean, like each day, like 
may we rise each day with gratitude um, and have a, a vigor and a passion for our lives. We are so lucky to be alive. My first love died at 26. He did not get to live to be 41 like I am now. He wanted to live. Uh, you know, each year, each next day is guaranteed to no one. And so I just want to encourage you to uh, embrace your life, whatever you're passionate about. And remember that it's actually wonderful that we're not all passionate about the same things. Like life would be so boring if we were all passionate about the same things. And what lights me up isn't what lights you up. And yes, it's also fun to be in community with women and people who are all lit up by similar things. Like I love the birth world and being in birth community and other people who attend births and love birth and supporting women and babies in birthing. But uh, yeah, find what lights you up, follow it, nurture it, and feel and find the abundance that overflows from nurturing your passions. And that will bring you wealth in many ways, whether that be money's wealth, happiness wealth, or otherwise. So here are the three from this, this deck. Woo, that got, has me all excited and feels so on point with some of the astrology that I have received as well. Okay, so now we have this Raising Free People practice deck. So although this deck is focused on raising children, I find that like I've used this deck in women's circles um, that weren't specifically like for mothers and the messages really are potent and applicable to us all, not just people who, women who are mothers. Okay, Aquila, universe, let me feel you. Ooh, shadows. The shadows card. So I feel like, so I'm going to read the back of the card and tell you what this says. She says, your schoolish smarts tell you to be clear, to know for sure, to speak up. And sometimes those smarts are inappropriate for the deep work that calls for you. Not to know, but to discover. Not to speak with clarity, but to listen with curiosity. There is too much wisdom available in your shadows for you to risk staying steeped in what you are taught. So it's so interesting. This kind of actually relates to some of what I've been listening to with Clarissa Pancoli Estes and the overculture and the remembering that we have been taught all these things and ways to think and what's important. And, um, and it actually takes quite a bit of work and unlearning to step outside of what society has told us we should be, what society has told us should make us happy, what we should buy, what, um, what will bring us um, wealth in many ways. And this, I feel like, is this reminder to notice the shadows. Notice the shadows. Notice society. Notice the culture and where we fit within. And actively participate in choosing how we want to interact, who we want to be, and being okay with sticking out and not being like everyone else's. Because let me tell you that when I, I've attended many, many deaths, been with lots of people as they're approaching their death. And one of the overarching themes at end of life is people saying that they wish they would have been like more themselves or done more things that were for themselves or that were really aligned with their values rather than pleasing those around them or doing what was expected of them. So 
again, the shadows are going to be there. The culture is there. So this is an invitation to notice that they're there. And at the same time, be able to know what's not for you, what is for you and what's not for you. What's your sacred no? What's your sacred yes? May this be a practice that you practice this year. Next card. Oh, blue, blue sky out there today. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay, this next card is Ritual. And because she has such beautiful writing on the back, I'm going to read it to you and then share a little bit about what it, what ritual means to me and how I feel these sacred spirit messages, what they're asking for you with this card. So Achilles says, in the middle of struggle, ritual can be powerful. To slow down and bring more of your awareness to whatever you are doing is to invite other parts of your senses and self into your conscious mind. At times, you can be your own support, filter, or barometer when you learn how to transform your most mundane acts into slowed-down, multi-sense opportunities to discern and decide. I love how this just, like, flows Noticing what is for you and what is not for you. So that's like about discernment and making a decision, just like she says here. And for me, ritual, like I used to, when I was young, I didn't really know what ritual was. I, then there was like a time when the overculture was telling me that ritual was bad, that ritual was like witchcraft and a negative and would only bring evil things to me. And it was not until I was in my like maybe mid twenties that I realized that ritual is actually really incredible, just like ceremony. And Robin Wall Kimmerer says that it turns the mundane into the sacred, turning the water into wine, like with Jesus. Ritual and ceremony are part of our human experience if we choose to engage with them. They can enrich our life in this way that is, seriously, I can't even fully describe what ritual and ceremony have done to my life. It's almost like an ineffable thing, but it has given a different like texture, a different, um, searching for the words here, but the way that slowing down and savoring a moment, savoring a cup of coffee, whether it be a a cup of coffee or tea, even a glass of water, a warm shower, um, creating a space to rub a loved one's feet, that all of these things just bring a different energy to our lives. And I find myself so nourished and nurtured by this type of energy. It brings a magic, a magic to the experience that's not there if you just, you know, slam back the glass of water, chug the cup of coffee, you're trying to hurry, you're drinking the coffee while you're also like scrolling somewhere or um, cleaning up, like, Pause. Your life is important. It is the enjoying the present moment. Ritual helps us to enjoy the present moment. And that's really all that we have. Like me, this present moment right now, you and me, you're listening to me speak. I'm so honored that you are. And just take a moment to feel what's inside your body right now. What do you need? What way could you invite ritual into your life? Might it be, I feel like the most 
easeful way to bring these into um into our lives is to take something that we already do like maybe some people shower every day let's say you shower every day so rather than hurrying into the shower could you create a ritual or ceremony around your shower could you light a candle place an intention even if you're not lighting a candle could you in your mind as you're turn on the water turn on hot water not everyone in the world has hot water could you be grateful for that hot water maybe if you don't have hot water just having running water having water at all remembering that we all came from water that we all lived in water in our mother's wombs that our bodies are a great over 90 some percent water so finding gratitude for water imagining all the healing energies of water and as it rolls across our bodies letting go letting go and then welcoming in the love and joy and magic of water can you do that will you do that please tell me if you do Okay, one more card, one more theme for this 2024. layer if i can access grace in this moment i may choose to offer it in honor of the all honor offer it in honor of the many layers that comprise this person that i love and if i do might that be enough for me for now? Hmm. If I can access spaces. So I'm feeling a little unsure about what her meaning is here. But for me, I see this image and these layered images, and it's making me think of our human experience and that it doesn't have like it doesn't happen all at once it happens bit by bit day by day minute by minute year by year these layers get placed on us through our experiences from inside our mother's womb we begin experiencing life and some would say even before that you know the ovum that became you lived inside your mother since she was inside her mother that physical part was there females are born with all the eggs they'll ever have the start of their eggs um they're born with all of them so that physical part that became who you are now lived in your mother so this is reminding me that we our experiences are layered and we we can't get it all at once. It wouldn't work that way. So one experience is then layered atop another one and another one. Like I I don't feel like I, I'm trying to think of like, I feel like there's a real life example um, on the tip of my tongue here of, um, so for me, First, like speaking up on this podcast and then like guesting on other podcasts and then hosting virtual circles and in-person circles like you build your capacity it does you, you can't just go from zero to a hundred well you can maybe you can I don't know but each experience brings us confidence brings us learning and I feel like for this next year it's like the years past are 
almost like 2023 is going to make more sense when we're at the end of 2024, maybe in the middle of 2024, because that year built towards this year and then 2025 will come and that will also build. So I feel like this is a just a card to remember as we move through this year that each experience builds upon another. And if you're not exactly where you want to be, also remember that it takes steps to get from one point to the next. You can't leap from A all the way to Z. You have to get go B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, for example. So as you move through the year, feel yourself move through the layers and add more layers and intentionally reflect on how that feels and what that means for you. All right. I am excited for this year, this abundant year full of passion and nurturing oneself and being nurtured. Remember that I also want to call in the sunshine, like the sunshine is nurturing you and I right now. Without the sun, we wouldn't be alive. So I also invite you to maybe right now, maybe after you listen to this, turn your gaze, turn your face towards the sun. Feel the warmth of the sun. Feel the light of our sun. And imagine how how important this sun is and I love how the sun unifies us all as beings on the earth I cannot wait for us as a species to stop fighting and murdering one another I believe that we have the capacity to love and support one another and unite as beings of this earth and Uh, women, people who experience the sunshine and may we find gratitude and ways to work together. Let's work together, please. Uh, All right. I feel not completely complete, but that's where I'm at right now. All right. So yes, a little life update. If you listen to past, you know that I was up in Washington for a few months this last year, and now I'm back in Mississippi. If any of you are from Mississippi and you love it here, I would love to know. I would love to, you know, unite with you. I have not found my niche here in Mississippi. Uh, my husband and I are, my whole family, my kids keep asking, when are we going to go back to Washington? So we're hoping to probably not get back to Washington full-time this, maybe by the end of this year. I see it in maybe November of this, of 2024. May we return to Washington as our home base. It's looking like we might be traveling up to Michigan for a time. Really, we just want to explore somewhere other than Mississippi. And like I said, we had a really hard year and then we experienced a winter solstice miracle that brought a lot of work for my husband, which is really exciting, but also meant that he had to leave. So he is off. He's been gone for over a week and we're not exactly sure how long he will be gone. Uh, but, But I'm getting in a flow with my littles as much as I love for us to all be together as a family. We also are able to do this as the, with me and my kids Uh, my son was sick. I was sick before that. Then my son was sick. So it's been a little rough, but we're making it. I'm getting really excited for mother circle. Um, and again, I'll talk more about that a little bit later. Hmm. What else did I want to say here? I would like to share a little bit about the women that have inspired me. I... I've been inspired by many, many like physical women in my life. And then also in this time, I have not met all of these women in person that I'm going to speak about, only Kimberly. 
but I imagine I'll get to meet Danielle at some point. And yes, also Emily and who knows, maybe Rachel too. So I feel like as a culture, we are starting to have like this great remembering, this reculturing, this retelling is occurring right now. Like the fact that we can through podcasting, through YouTube, through other so other types of social media that you might engage with, the way that we're able to listen to one another's stories. I'm speaking more about women because women, women are my passion. Women are where I'm at. Like they're who I work with. Um, they're the ones that I want to connect with. That the ways that we're able to soak in other women's stories, it's changing the fabric through this virtual web. It's changing the fabric of our being. It's changing the fabric of women. And we are remembering what we're capable of. We're remembering what's possible through hearing other women share their stories and inviting us to know, giving us language around this. So the women, the four women that right now I would say have made the biggest difference in my life in the last five to 10 years are Danielle Serenk, Squamish medium. She has spirit school podcast. I've done mediumship development with her and she gifted me with the language of spirit that I didn't understand. I didn't know. I just didn't know. I was having all these different experiences, sensings, knowings, my intuition, visions. Um, yeah, all the different clairs, uh, and, uh, communications from spirits, from souls that were no longer here in the earthly realm. I knew I was communicating with them, but I didn't have the language to describe that. And she has given me through her teachings and mentorship, the language to now speak about my experiences with other people to share my stories. And she has also been such a, uh, she is, she speaks to how she's an experiential teacher and she does also inspired speaking. And she has like, so given me those languages because that's also what I am. I teach from experience. I don't teach from a book. I teach from my real life experiences and I'm practicing my inspired speaking, like even with this, um, this poll, this 2024 poll for you all. Uh, and she, what else? Danielle, what else do I want to say about you? She also, okay, so she's done for me in the spirit world, but like Emily Saldea has done for me in the birth world is maybe like the best way I can sort of describe it. So she also like confidently believes and knows in her whole being that we, all of us, each of you are capable of practicing mediumship, practicing psychic intuitive abilities, like you have them. And it's about practicing them that brings them into this greater space um, where you can have more confidence around what you're doing. And so through her teachings and her mentorship, she believes that we can. And so she puts us in these situations where we have to just try it out. Like you could talk all day about, um, you know, how to paint something, like how to paint a certain type of flower, but that's not going to actually get you there to doing it and getting you experience and confidence actually trying and painting over and over and over is the thing that's going to help you understand and know that you actually are capable of doing the thing. So she has been that for me in the spirit realm and inspired me and um, helped me to gain the confidence to start doing mediumship readings for the public. And now Emily Saldea, she has a podcast, Free Birth Society. She has a beautiful membership that I'm a part of. And um, she has an incredible festival that happens on summer solstice each year. I haven't been, but I would love to go at some point. It's just hard because it's on summer solstice. And I love celebrating that with my community. And it's the day that I met my husband on the summer solstice in 2014. So it's a really, like, you know, tender time for us. 
but Emily Saldea, free birth. Like I didn't, I'd never heard the term free birth. I grew up knowing that my maternal grandmother gave birth to her first two children unassisted, unintentionally unassisted at home. I didn't even actually have the language unassisted. It was just like, you know, she didn't make it to the hospital was the story I was told. In reality, she didn't choose free birth. So I don't know if Emily would consider them free births. You know, there's some things around the language, but she birthed her first two babies without anybody else there because all women can do that. All women can birth their babies by themselves. Why? Zookeepers know that with other mammals, what we need to do when they are birthing is to leave them alone, not touch them, not be near them. And yet with humans, what do we do? Come in, poke them, put hands inside of them, violate them. What we're doing to women right now while they're birthing is just horrific horrific to women and babies. And Emily Saldea gave me the language around free birth, around the possibility of choosing to birth without a medical provider. Because once you invite a medical provider into the room, you're bringing them as the authority and their, um, how can I say this? Their they are upholding to the state, to their license. And they can't actually do what you want as the birthing woman because they have to do what the state tells them they can and can't do. So she has really introduced all this different language to me that has helped me to describe. I have been like a birth chunky, birth nut, birth. I've been passionate about birth my entire life. I've been attending births for oh, 15, maybe 20 years. Um over a decade, I think it's closer to 15 at this point, attending births. And um, and I, there were a couple times in my life where I almost went to midwifery school. I did become a registered nurse. I'm now not a registered nurse. I intentionally allowed my license, I would have let go of my license. Um, but I didn't know there was this other option, this like authentic, this authentic midwife, this, um, other possibility of attending births in a way that you're not medicalizing women because I know and trust every time I walk into a space where women are birthing I trust and know that they are capable of birthing their babies you are capable of birthing your baby so I'm sort of going off on a tangent here but she has given me the language around birthing that has really helped me to uh, grab onto it myself. It's like without the language, it's hard to really embody something without the words to describe it. So I'm super grateful to her for that. And then I'd like to move on to Kimberly Ann Johnson. She is author of The Fourth Trimester and Call of the Wild. So I first got involved with her with um, because I'm in the birth world. And when her book fourth trimester came out, then I was following her through that. And then I started engaging with virtual classes with her. The first virtual class I did with her was actually a mother circle. And I'll try and say more about that later. <clears throat> but she has given me this language around nervous system and things like healthy aggression. I have definitely been the good girl. And was we have, you know, as I have been groomed to be in this culture, the good girl, keep my mouth shut, don't um, don't say no, keep the peace, don't ruffle any feathers. And Kimberly Ann Johnson has given me tools and skills and practices. She's also given me language like like healthy aggression, like I'd never even heard that term before getting to know my nervous system, finding ways to be more embodied, sensation language, language around sensation, and not just be in the mind, but also in the sensing, which is definitely interwoven with like Danielle Sarank's work. 
And so I am grateful to her and the way that she teaches through these like invitations um, and demonstrations of what's possible through her classes. She speaks to and invites women into experiencing what different levels of charge feel like within her body. And noticing the reaction, because of course, if we've lived in um, our bodies in a way that we are suppressing and numbing ourselves, then feeling charge and feeling activation is can be uncomfortable because it's not something that we're used to. So I have been changed by her over these last four years that I have been learning from her virtually and then also in person. She is, I can also have also witnessed how her work, my learnings from her, I've changed. So I've changed as a physical being. I've, the way that I interact with the world around me, including, including my husband and kids and friends. The way I'm able to speak up for myself when I need to, the way that I'm able to hold charge in different ways, uh, to notice patterns within myself, reactions in my nervous system and have skills and tools of how to work with that and know when I need to take a nap, when I might need to go for a run or do something more active. And also notice how that has then shaped and changed the way some of the beings close in my life are now like I have good friends that are now after walking alongside me with my pack and witnessing my journey are now taking charge and being more active and making changes within their marriages and partnerships and taking ownership over their body their pleasure their sensuality their boundaries so it's just been really incredible to see how that, um, you know, trickles out. I heard Oprah saying recently that she had told um, Maya Angelou, you know, that this one school that she started was going to be her legacy. And Maya Angelou was like, you can't know that. You don't know that. Like our legacy is like, you can't, you as the person can't actually understand or know the spread of your legacy because it's it can be something as small as um smiling at someone you know when I worked with homeless youth one of the biggest things that they said was just like don't just ignore that I'm here and walk over me or past me look me in the eye acknowledge me as a human being so we we just have no way of knowing what our legacy is going to be and how the ripples, the ripple effect that happens from change within ourselves that then changes those around us and those around them and them and them. And it keeps going and going and going. And when it's something so good, it can be so contagious. Of course, bad things can also be contagious, but I am um, trying to create the change that I want to see in the world and positive changes and imagine what's possible. And uh I believe that it's possible for us to heal as a world, as a culture, for us to start treating women right now in this global female suppression that we're under, like for us to change that. And I hope that I see it in this lifetime. And if not, I just want to be a part of this change and shift and shift away from wars and towards harmony and love and peace. Okay. And so the other, the next woman, one, two, three. Yeah. Okay. Four. The fourth woman that I would love to speak about today that has inspired me in so many ways is Rachel Brayton. You probably know her as Yoga Girl. I followed her when I used to be on Instagram for a while. And then I have listened to her podcast almost every episode since then in these last several years I have really been inspired by her in so many ways just the way she's able to articulate and share things her story share like her podcast right now is almost exclusively solo episodes it's very rare sometimes it's just like her husband or a friend but hmm. 
almost exclusively solo shares where she talks for an hour and a half. I don't know if I can do that. Speaking of the computers here, I just I need to plug mine in. I have just been so in awe at the way that she's able to share her stories and her truth and her experience from such a centered place. So she changed her podcast from Yoga Girl to From the Heart with Rachel Brayton. And I love that because mine's the heart of the soul. And so when she changed it to From the Heart, I was like, oh, yes, kindred soul. It's my dream to have all of these women on my podcast. I have had Danielle Serang on my podcast. Would love to have you again, Danielle, if you're listening. But I would also love to have Emily, Kimberly, and you, Rachel. Because these women sharing about what has been possible for them, sharing the stories of their life experiences, just that knowing that that has been their experience has made it feel that much more attainable and possible for me to attain and get to those places and be that way. Of course, I'm not, I'm, I'm me and I'm a unique being and I don't want to be exactly like them. And my, what my life, my life's work is slightly different than each of these women, but I have been inspired by them to to be more me and to find my language that I want to share and find my voice. So each of you women, if you happen to be listening, I am so grateful for each one of you. You have changed my life in a way, in ways that I can't even fully share. And I'm so grateful for and hope that that change just continues on to more and more women. I know there are other women that are so, that have been changed by you as well. Um, okay, so oh, one thing that I am inspired to do in this next year, I'm hoping it happens in this next year. I've been like, it's been on my back burner. And sometimes late at night, I start working on something, but I never have enough time to like, really fully complete one <clears throat> I love 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 videos like um Jonah Jinton if you follow her she's a Swedish woman actually Rachel Brayton was the one who spoke about her on the podcast and then I went and found her and I'm Swedish more than anything else of my ancestry so I really loved following her and seeing all of her videos, the way that she speaks to the camera, to the people, what she captures. I have always been one to love taking photos and have in the last few years gotten more into doing little videos and just, you know, fighting little clips, especially of nature and of the outdoors. So I dream of having one of those, what are they called? You know, like a helicopter video camera so that I can get aerial shots of different areas but she and yeah the cottage fairy because she's in Washington and in a place that I have been many times I've been really inspired by both of these women and I'm excited for the cottage fairy she's pregnant right now to see what this next year brings for her so I'm I've already captured many little clips and hope to be putting them together in different videos. Another project I really want to do, so many of you have maybe seen my birth video of my daughter, Charlotte, that was put together by a dear friend, Clementine. She was the one who took the videos and then put put them together. Um, and I love the one that she created. And I would also love to create my own with some of the other clips that she didn't include, including some of the ones, obviously, she did include, but like in the video that she created for me. When my daughter was born, she had the umbilical cord kind of lassoed around the back of her neck. And so I couldn't quite get her out all the way. And then my husband helped me. And then I just, you know, pulled the umbilical cord over her neck and then was able to bring her up to my chest. But she like cut out that little part of me pulling the umbilical cord over her head. And I really think that's an important moment for people to see because that's a big fear for a lot of women is 
what if the umbilical cord is around their neck? You don't need a professional to slip the umbilical cord over your baby's neck. You can pull the umbilical cord off over your baby's head. So that's like one little aspect that I want to include when I create this next version of my birth video. So I hope to accomplish that this next year. We will see, um, you know, one thing that's been hard also away from family. I don't have people that I can um, leave my children with to, you know, play and hang out with my kids while I get some work done. It's more like me trying to get work while they're doing some play and some things just take a little bit more focus. <sighs> so I know that for me, my place in this world is with women across the lifetime, however long or short that may be. Some of us die in our mother's womb. Some of us die right after being born at a few months, at a few years, at 20 years, at 30 years, 40 years. Humans die across the lifetime at different times. And then birth, birthing is an incredible, undeniably important part of being a woman. And so that is another aspect where I am really passionate about working with and supporting women. Another big thing I am a part of that I know is one of my soul works is bringing women together. So I'm really excited for maybe November 2024 when my husband and I are able to buy some land with a home upon it with enough space that I can also put a yurt there and have women's circles and women's gatherings in person, in the flesh. It's something we did when we had a house up in Washington. I had monthly women's gatherings and it's just so good for me, good for the community. Um, I just know is a part of what I'm meant to do in this world, bring women together and heal this sister wound that a lot of us still carry. I, yeah, yeah. I don't know how Rachel doesn't like pause and hum and I'm really impressed by her. Go take a listen if you haven't. So Mother Circle. Okay, so I'm just going to say a little bit about Mother Circle. Mother Circle is this eight-week arc, a journey of classes created by Kimberly Ann Johnson and Jessica Connolly. Together, I did their inaugural facilitator training. And so I will be teaching this material over these next eight weeks, starting January 8th at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Mother Circle Mondays. I would love for you to join me. I'll put a link to my to the webpage. If you'd like to join, please join there. If monies are, are the barrier, please fill out the form that says, I want to join Mother Circle, but I can't afford it. We'll find a way to get you in. I would love for you to be a part of Mother Circle. For me, I first joined Mother Circle when my daughter was just a few months old in 2020, when craziness was happening in the world. For me, this was the first um, place that I also encountered the nervous system work because this is interwoven into mother circle. So if you have been curious about somatic experiencing nervous system work, Kimberly Ann Johnson, she's a professional with this. And so she has interwoven teaching some of these skills within the mother circle. So we will be practicing some of these skills. If you are feeling, you know, whether you want, then mother circle isn't just for mothers. It's not just for new mothers. It's for women. If you're a woman, this is for you. This is a place where we can remember that female, we'll learn about female nervous systems being different than males, that the way that we react like the biology of the re reaction the social nervous system this can i'm not you know a, a professional counselor that's not what this space is about this is going to be a group experience there's already I think, eight or ten women that are a part of the circle and i'm really excited to meet with these incredible women some of them i know really well some of them i don't but if you are craving community, 
connection, a framework to understand the motherhood journey. I mean, I was okay. So I grew up babysitting from when I was like 10 years old, had like babysat the next door neighbors, three kids, three under three. And I loved it. I thought it was like the best thing ever. I So I made a career of babysitting. I was a nanny in um during college and also then took a year and was a jeune fille au pair in France to three little French girls. I spent I have spent probably just as many hours as I have now like taking care of my own children, taking care of other people's children. So I've mothered many other children. I've been passionate about birth, have a degree in sociology, have a degree in nursing. And then when I became a mother myself, it still just it it stilled me because the experience is so different to become a mother yourself, this rite of passage, like in our culture right now, we are not very accustomed to acknowledging rites of passages, honoring them as women. They're built into our um, biology with our bleeding, the way we begin to bleed and then stop bleeding and the births that might happen in between that. Yet we don't honor them and celebrate them with ceremony. So we will talk about that in Mother Circle. I just can't even say all the ways that Mother Circle has changed me for the better. But like I said, this was where I was introduced to somatic experiencing nervous system skills and then went from I've taken Mother Circle several times. It's one of those things that it's not just a one and done, just like Kimberly Ann Johnson's Jaguar course. I don't even know how many times I've taken that course multiple times. And it's different each time because... I'm different each time and the teacher is different each time and where I'm at in life and what's happening, what the things being taught land differently. So mother circle has been just like this foundational experience that has gifted me tools and practices and awarenesses of what's possible. We can't, uh, I don't know if we, we can't, is that true? I don't know. But how much more difficult it is to attain something that we haven't witnessed someone else or know that that's possible or had someone tell us that they did that or witnessed it in some someone else that that is what has helped me to know that I too can be that way or thinking of um hmm. I was like talking 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 and then trying to distill what I'm trying to say here but we are mother circle changed me it's a before and after moment for me and i know that it could be and probably will be for you if you say yes to it and choose mother circle so i hope that you do i hope that you join me this first it's my first time teaching it so i'm allowing a lot of spaciousness for people to join even if you have financial constraints so please write me come join us see what it's all about because I would be really you just you won't regret it I know you won't regret it I feel confident saying that I know it's possible you won't but I really this is a beautiful experience that will grow you in ways that you you didn't even know could grow so please come join me in Mother Circle. I'm excited for 2024. If you have, I have several episodes recorded ahead of time that I'm excited to share with you. But if you have anything that you want to ask me, if you want to do an Ask Amana, please send me a question um, or send me an email. Look, you can send me a voice note now. If you just scroll down to the bottom of the show notes, send me a voice message and ask me a question or tell me a story or ask me to do a podcast about a certain thing like, um, you know, demystifying birthing without a medical professional or how do you do intuitive toileting and offer your baby to pee and poop that's not 
in their diaper. I do have an episode sort of already about that, but I would love to talk more about that if that's something you're interested in, or death. A lot of people have never witnessed someone die, or we don't know as a culture what the natural process of dying looks like. Right now, we're at a time when almost all humans are drugged coming into the world when they're born and drugged when they're going out. We're on drugs, coming in, going out, these two very pivotal points in our life and we're not experiencing them in a physiological, mammalian, unmedicated way. And I believe that's important. So let's talk more about that. All right, so much love to you. Thank you for listening to the end and I hope to see you in Mother Circle. Mwah, mwah, mwah. Happy 2024.